0: going we wait? For sure that is. Is that a pep talk?
1: Let's grab some shit. Get ready to run. now.
0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Let the Right Films In. Uh, this is a bonus episode where usually your are on the IMDb 250, but because it's that greatest season of the year, we're taking some time to celebrate with some great Halloween horror movies. But this time, we're talking about Green Room. And with us today, returning guest, resident teacher and poet, Lauren Malisi. Hi. Also here with me. Returning co host and very accomplished human being,
2: Caleb St. Hey. And I'm Tyler
0: Hannon. Hi. I, use, I keep mixing up the order. i totally <laughs> it. You
2: can introduce everyone in whatever order you want. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, I'm Tyler, <laughs> and no one else
2: matters.
0: <laughs> I'm Tyler, I got some people here with me. But uh, today we're talking about Green Room, the Jeremy Sunier horror film from this year, 2016. It received rapturous reviews, including from us. We've talked about it a few times on the podcast already.
2: But it, this is the real time. This
0: is the real time. <laughs> this is the official uh, segment on Green Room. It didn't do crazy well at the box office. It made $3 million, which is fine, but really wish we'd all thrown more money at it. It stars Anton Yelchin, Imogen Poots, uh, Patrick Stewart, and a number, another of other familiar faces. And... Lauren, you came to us today to talk about Green Room. It was the movie you chose. Why did you choose Green Room? Uh,
1: well, well because it, well, I guess because it's fucking awesome. But uh, the other my other choices were what the faculty and I think the craft. And I've seen both of those, I guess, twice. And like this one, I've seen about. I mean, I guess well, I've seen I've seen have I seen Green Room four times now?
0: Which is impressive because those other two came out decades ago and this one just came out this year
1: yeah I, I think i watched it with my mom so four 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 times
0: how did mom feel about it
1: she was not impressed <laughs>
0: okay
1: we have this thing where we call it we call it betty and lola watch a crappy movie and so she was all she was all psyched like would not stop talking about it uh, i bought the dvd and everything and she was like oh, okay and i was like what do you mean oh okay she was like it wasn't really intense what? Yeah, my mother, my mother said it was not an intense
2: film. Are you sure your mother is not some sort of stone cold
0: killer? Like, yeah. On the side? She's like I've seen Nazis cut people up before. Really? It's whatever. Like,
1: we, she likes we, we watch the worst horror movies and she loves them. And then we watch an actual good movie and she was like, yeah. Eh. This is exactly how I feel about Ben,
2: actually. <laughs>
0: This is why it's the three of us on the podcast. We're not inviting any of those people who can't appreciate the brilliance of Green Room. But yeah, so I I was very excited that you you brought this to us, especially since uh, Green Room is very easily accessible. And I'm not totally sure where the faculty and the craft streaming i guess i could just pony up three dollars to stream on amazon (laughs) yeah you
2: could spend a dollar at the video store to get the craft which i definitely know we have (laughs) the faculty comes on direct tv all the
1: time all the time we we don't have
0: that fancy direct tv stuff we have it we
1: have it at home
0: (laughs) (laughs) but kayla so you are also a fan of green room why do you like green room
2: um, okay, so we talked about this a little bit before we started recording the thing. Uh, aside from the fact that I think it's it's a very effective horror movie, and it's funny in a way, <laughs> uh, I think that there's a lot of really great moments of, uh, of lightheartedness in this very tense, scary, bloody situation, and also the thing that I think I, I actually like most about it is having the life of a small touring band so faithfully committed to film because I've been on tour with a band that's a little bit more popular than them obviously but there are just some things that in that that I was just like oh my god that's the worst I hate when that happens like when they go and they play the show and they move it and no one shows up and they each end up with like six dollars <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's and happened. rice and beans yeah rice and beans and uh, just the sleep I don't know I it, it makes me really happy to see that kind of like the a scene that I feel very connected to and involved with on film in this manner and not just kind of glamorized or looked over
0: he definitely seems to know his stuff in terms of both the punk the punk scene and the touring life <laughs> it's almost disarming how accurate it is especially when the guy does the interview before he drops the bombshell about, oh, sorry about the show,
2: <laughs> which Bummer. is definitely something that like a guy like that would do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys see uh, when Jeff Rickley from Thursday tweeted at Jeremy Saulnier and I was like, oh, uh, so the, the beginning scene of Green Room, you know that happened to us, right? <laughs> like, did you like hear that somewhere? Like,
2: what's up with that? Jeff Buckley I mean, would think that he's the only person that that's ever happened. I know. to.
0: Also, I did the math, and the show made twenty seven dollars and forty eight cents.
2: <laughs>
0: wow! <laughs> Great set. Like that. Oh, it's also that... just another perfect moment of the humor when it just cuts to them playing in this diner. So I'm glad I've. I think I saw murder party between Blue Ruin and Green Room, which are the three films from jeremy and i really i'm really glad i watched it because it really helps flesh out all the actual humor that really is there and because if i i don't know if you didn't see those movies you might think it's incidental but i i'm like i am absolutely convinced that every bit that you laugh at is completely intentional and uh, i'm just basically all in on that bandwagon (laughs) <laughs> Convinced he's a genius and everyone should give him money and movies and whatever he wants to make.
2: That's true. I really, Let him go through the rainbow. <laughs> I'm a big fan of, uh, I think that Green Room is kind of the perfect uh, middle ground, I guess, between Murder Party and Blue Ruin. Because I feel like Blue Ruin is really bleak. And Murder Party is obviously like totally just a comedy with some gore thrown in.
0: Some really intense gore. <laughs> yeah, so
2: it's it's nice to have kind of that levity. And it's also really exciting to have somebody uh making movies that are like fresh and interesting in a way and we've sort of talked about this before i I don't think that every horror movie necessarily needs to be doing something new and original and i don't even think that green room is particularly a new and original idea but i think having kind of a fresh take on it and incorporating elements from all of these other subcultures into like that horror Genre like with the punk and I'm gonna I guess with the Nazis, but like you you know what I mean like we have you have it's not just a typical slasher movie it also mm-hmm. has these other parts that really flesh it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you know I just remember the movie Deathgasm which was the death like a it was more comedic but like a all of the actual death metal tropes faithfully adapted to a movie, and I just think this is much better. Much, much no shots. <laughs> Somebody
2: was that. asking me about That's that me. recently.
0: About <laughs> Deathgasm? Yeah,
2: and I hadn't seen it, so I couldn't say Oh, anything. I haven't seen that. See,
0: I think you have to be a heavy metal fan to really appreciate Deathgasm, yeah, where okay. I don't think you need to be a punk fan to appreciate Green Room.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, right,
0: right. Uh, but, and, I mean, there are so many things I love about Green Room. The humor is one thing. I also... I just like how everyone in this movie is just doing their best to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I very carefully had to talk my way through this on a different episode a few months ago. But the the way that the Nazis are, you know, they don't love doing this either. Except for that one guy who was really stoked to stab our uh, our jujitsu drummer. <laughs> he just <sighs> really... They just... They just want their club to keep running. Oh, like, they just don't want cut, to go to jail. That's all. I think I cut so you awesome. off at of
2: this point. The last time we talked about it, and I'm going to do it again. The, the
0: ruthless <laughs> efficiency of everyone in the I movie. I would just like including... to
2: put in a note that we do not endorse Nazis or no, any of the behaviors
0: shown in the film. We do not endorse stabbing
2: or dogs. <laughs> no stabs, no fight dogs.
0: <laughs> just just fun little dogs trying to get to a new home. I Just guess... just hoping their eyes. <laughs>
2: So one of my favorite things about the movie is I feel like it was completely unpredictable as to who was going to make it to the end. So Lauren, I'm curious uh, about, like, who you thought was going to make it and who you thought we were going to end up with, if anyone at all. Because I definitely thought that Anton Yelchin was toast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yes. Oh my god, yes. I thought he was going to die as soon as, like, the door opened. Um, Oh, his arm, <laughs> um, I I still, yeah, I still still think about that. Um, I thought he was gonna die the moment the door opened, but he did not. And then I thought I thought Im um, uh, I thought Imogen was gonna die. Like, e- e- between the, between the two of them, I did not think that they were going to make it to the end. Um, I was surprised that Aliyah Shawkat died. Um, and then I saw, that, I saw it with my best friend. She was so she she's she's African American. and She hates the the trope that the black person dies first in a horror movie and she was like well there you go they killed off the Jewish girl and (laughs) they're Nazis wow she was so mad um but I I I did think that that Anton was gonna die first I I was I I but they kind of shaped I like that they did that on purpose kind of like making him setting him up as like the shy one and like the one you're gonna think is maybe least important. Um, and then they killed off the, the other bandmates who wouldn't, wouldn't shut the fuck up first. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of like, it was unpredictable that way. The
0: ones who panicked or abandoned their friends, except for leah Shawkat, who just, yeah. She was the, the, short, the first one out the door. That, yeah. that was
2: yep. unfortunate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I think it's gonna it really completes that. Uh, I think Sunia's thing is the inept hero concept or whatever. <laughs> yes, we is. had Wrestling Guy. We had I don't know. Elias Shock Hat was pretty quick on the murder light bulb thing. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much everyone making was more Blair
0: qualified. and Blue Ruin is. Totally inept at revenge, <laughs> but.
2: <Lincoln's> on fire. <laughs> <laughs> <Lincoln's> on fire. <laughs>
0: That's
2: from Murder Party, not from Blue Rose. Which can... Murder
0: Party is great, and I, every time it comes up, I say this, but y'all should check out Murder Party. It's <laughs> great. I'll lend you my Shutter login. <laughs> but uh, so I, gonna be. I don't. I don't want to bring up the sad part right away, but every time I watch this like God, Anton Yelchin is really good. as this. <laughs>
2: Kind oh my of... god, I thought you were going to
0: say he's really dead. No, like, my oh, god, no! <laughs> oh my well, god. Well, yes, he is really dead. It's been a few months now. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, he's he's just so good in this, and every time I watch, like, he's, I've always really liked him, and just the way he's able to be this kind of, like, ah, I don't know how best to describe it, but, like, this kind of shy and soft-spoken kid who's just, like, unsure of himself, really. And kind of finds himself by the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Finds his desert island. Your, typ- your
2: typical coming of age story where you fight your way through Nazis <laughs> and watch all your friends die. But
0: like, <laughs> he, even with just the way he's like moaning when he gets his arm sawed off or any of that other stuff, or delivering some of the more comedic lines, he's just really, really good. And uh, I've I've liked Imogen Poots for a really long time just because i for somehow i happened to see all of her movies as they came out and oh. she's well i didn't expect the two of them to make it especially since she's like the nazi bff of mm-hmm. the girl who died she's uh, not
1: a nazi not, not a nazi that.
0: she's and very much not, not a Nazi no, yeah
1: that was, my, that was one of my favorite parts was like leo shaka being like nazi
0: i'm
1: like, I... not, not a fucking nazi
0: they they were they are my two favorite actors in the movie so i do think the movie in anyway, benefits from them going all the way I don't know. they got and they get develop a nice rapport by the end mm-hmm. or maybe like an anti rapport or she's just totally dismissive of him but they're friends born in blood they made it <laughs>
2: this movie makes me really sad because anton yelchin is one of my favorite actors
0: and he was going to direct a movie was, with his green room. Here's the thing <laughs> is he was
2: he was going to do so many great things and this movie only further cements that because honestly even i think the worst movies that i've seen Anton Yelchin in he still brings something to every single role and and i think he's such an incre- he was such an incredible diverse actor and that he could do so many different things. We had this high school debonair charlie bartlett kind of character we had this very sensitive but uh troubled character if you've never seen the movie like crazy
0: if you ever want to cry cry (laughs) your
2: eyes out and feel like love is not real and will never work uh that's a good movie to watch (laughs)
0: he's so good in odd thomas which is a much better movie than it really should be yeah
2: i just i think that there were so many interesting and varied performances from him I, i I really truly feel that his death is such a loss for young Hollywood, and it, every time I watch a movie that he's in, or if I just like think about it randomly throughout the day, I I get so bummed out because I there's just so much potential Gosh. and just such a stupid accident. It makes mm-hmm. me so angry. <laughs> and,
1: and Chrysler released a statement uh, the day before yesterday saying, "Oh, it was his fault. Or I right, can't
2: see was by." It was absolutely... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true, but okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm sure it's because they technically had issued the recall and he had... It hadn't, had some it hadn't reached him yet. I don't yet. know. It doesn't... I, I, like... it,
2: I know. There's no... Like, you can't argue semantics with a giant auto corporation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but it's just, yeah.
0: Also, no matter what, it's not bringing him back.
2: I, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could, you know, that's just one of those things where you, it would maybe feel like justice in a way if there was some sort of retribution, but I don't know. So instead mm.
0: I have to nerd out about a make in Blair's future because <laughs> he's uh, uh, in, I mean, in this movie um, for the those who have less obsessively gone over Jeremy Suna and his stuff, uh, he's the main guy in Blue Ruin. He's the, kind of like the underling who gets the red laces in this movie. Mm-hmm. And i th- I've only seen him in a couple things, but I think he's incredible, and he's going to be in six movies, well, per IMDb's release days, which are, you know, flexible, shall we say. <laughs> uh, he's going to be in several things over the next few years, including a Steven Soderbergh movie, Matthew one of Matthew McConaughey's upcoming movies, the next movie from Sean Baker, who did Tangerine. Oh, and... he's
1: going to be in The Florida Project.
0: Yes. Yes, The oh, Florida Project. I and. Know. He's like writing and directing something too. I'm, just, uh, if, uh, I'm really, ah, uh, I'm, I'm so depressed about Anton Yelchin, but it's I take solace in Macon Blair's burgeoning career
2: because I think, I think he's incredible. It's great. It's it, wasn't that basically what Jeremy Sienkiewicz set out to do was make <laughs> making Blair a movie star. And because he's he doing loves it.
0: <laughs> no, I, I love Macon Blair, and it's a nice turn from Patrick patrick uh, stewart i almost always say patrick willis and they're very different people (laughs) (laughs) or patrick wilson i can't get any name patrick name right but yeah no it's just some solid acting in this movie the i i like the moments of the moments of beauty in green room really stand out like when you're going over the forest or when they're playing the set and you get music that is definitely not the music they're playing Mm -hmm. uh, over it and just like relishing the beauty before all the blood
2: yeah the color palette in this movie is really interesting it's too, really clean. Like. yeah yeah, it's, yeah. Well, obviously it's very <laughs> yes. I they do a really good job of washing everything out in a way that still retains like i mean oregon is a pretty beautiful state i think you'd have to like <laughs> smear dirt over the camera to make oregon look bad but i think that the way that they do this really brings out the the forestiness and the hopefully you're gonna die <laughs> the <forestiness>. ill <laughs> the
0: forestiness the
2: forestiness yes that's a it's a trademark term that comes in 2016 if you're gonna use that in your podcast to describe things uh, you owe us money but if you do
0: it in like a written piece or a movie you're good we probably can't afford. I'm gonna put it anywhere. in a poem
2: <laughs> I would love that. If you, if you can fit the forestiness into a, a poem, I'm gonna. I want to print it and send it to you to sign it and then frame it. <laughs>
0: but, I mean. Ugh, this is the thing about Green Room is it's so easy to be it's so easy just to take the movie and nerd out about it but like there really are very few things that I don't like about Green Room. Mm-hmm. I feel it's very capably done. Most of the characters make smart, sensible decisions, it's very okay. beautiful and the music is lovely and it spells a bright future for everyone involved.
2: Mhm. Almost everyone
0: at
2: of all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that's really easy to just be like, here's 20 minutes of us saying how much we love this movie. Punk
0: rock Imaging Boots. <laughs> Punk
2: <laughs> rock Imaging Boots. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, are we... Uh,
0: are we done are we done is this good i don't
2: know cut that cut that out that was bad (laughs)
0: there
2: was something else i wanted to talk about and i'm trying to remember (laughs)
0: um let's see i took some notes which probably just evolved into quotes at a certain point because that's another thing about green room is and it's tied into the humor i think he's really good at dialogue from both the one-liners and just the way characters bounce off each other and they kind of call out the silly stuff Mm -hmm. whether it be uh Actually, it almost always involves Anton Yelchin when he's about to devolve into the, the he, to the uh, the hero. What's it called? The the hero pep talk or yeah, gonna mm-hmm. say what his band is, which Desert Island Band. The recurring thing is a lot of fun. Like, yeah, I
2: like. I really like when Ilsa uh comes up with her own when <laughs> she's like whispering Madonna to
0: herself. Slayer,
2: <laughs> which are great choices. Still like... misfits. <laughs> oh,
0: those are the last words he ever said.
2: Oh <laughs> That's a bummer.
0: Misfits fans I have to them.
2: say I am really curious as to what uh what Anton Yelshin's was gonna be. Yeah, I mean too. We'll never know, but <laughs> what does David say? Tell it to someone who like gives a shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is also uh what I titled my letterbox review of this movie.
0: There there are a lot of good I mean. That, that's the that's the fun one you can always go with let him bleed um. which is the, the the darkest also one of my favorite shots in the movie I just love that the first 15 20 minutes is just the band being mm-hmm. a band and kind of living and you uh, you watch them siphon gas together and ride that bike together and it's like oh just best friends. Oh, I love that. I love, I
1: love that shot of uh, of Shawkat texting on the back of the on the back of the bike.
0: It's such a good shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's so good, but it, oh, it's a
2: great shot. I would like to say that on tour, I have never siphoned gas. <laughs> just.
0: For, I'm so proud of you.
2: Just for reference. Have I'm you so... had to
0: eat rice and beans because the venue screwed you over, or the the, uh, the, the promoter? Uh...
2: Specifically rice and beans. We did play a really weird show in Boston where a stoner hippie grandma made us small baked potatoes. They were like tiny, (laughs) tiny potatoes, and she baked them. And she was like, "These are my greatest recipe." And like they were fine, but it was literally she just made us potatoes. Like that was it.
0: (laughs) Did you ever have to use your martial arts skills to defend Keith the uh, the band Mm, leader?
2: I did not. I did actually almost dropkick a kid who i thought stole a sandwich from our table and then it turned out it was a four-way split that the other band that was on it was also selling and he bought it from them
0: oh <laughs> it was good i mean drop kick is probably nicer than a box cutter to the stomach
2: so. yes so i would probably never uh box cut someone in the stomach what if
0: they were dead and you were just checking to see if they were dead
2: no, I think I'm too squeamish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like seriously thinking about it. <laughs> well, you know, if I was in that situation. Lord, which <laughs>
2: things would you box cut? <laughs> <laughs> oh my that part. Oh. Like, oh if he's dead. Okay. Blurp. <laughs> yeah, there's a. that's exactly the noise his stomach makes, by the way. Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that's maybe one of the more underrated parts of this movie. Uh the gore in this is very effective yes
1: yes it's not overly done it's not like it's not i feel like a lot of more, more recent like horror movies has been look how bloody and like ridiculous look look at how bright the blood is like do you see it do you see this person is bleeding like you're looking at it right um, and, and it bothers me. Um, I mean, it, it's, oh, like, like, you don't need blood splashed everywhere for something to be terrifying. And just, just the, the way, the way, um, Anton's like arm looked oh when they God. cut him, like that was
2: just enough. That was just enough.
0: That was plenty. No, look, yeah, that
2: was, I would get, I would gander more than, uh, more than enough. But. He, he
0: strikes a nice, like, uh, just the right balance where it's. He's not underselling it, or he's not, uh, you know, hiding it to hit a rating or anything like that. It's like it's true to actual violence, you know, which is <laughs> it's like
2: but it isn't. It,
0: it doesn't revel in it in the way that yeah. some might perceive. Well, and that's to.
2: another thing I like about this movie is I think a lot of horror movies kind of make you root for the killers. And mm-hmm. I would have to say, I would be really disappointed if we had a movie where we were asked to glorify the vicious stylings of neo-Nazi. <laughs> I was worried uh, when I first read
1: um, the, the, the the synopsis of the movie. I was like, oh, God, are we going to sympathize for the, with the Nazis like during this movie? Please don't let this be like one of those movies. But they made them as bloodless and cold and as terrifying as humanly possible. And I was like, thank God for that.
2: Even the guy that kind of betrays them and is like, I'm on your side now. I couldn't, I didn't care I about him I couldn't, me all. either.
0: <laughs> Stephen, poor Stephen Stills. I do
2: care, okay, I do care about Macon's character, but that's, you know, different.
0: He doesn't kill anyone, technically. 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 He uh... might be an accessory to several murders. He kind of hit this whole thing off. <laughs> He's, you know, um, I guess, oh, um, what? Okay, I, I finally, it took, I it slipped my mind, but it came back to me. Um, maybe my favorite thing of all about this movie, and the thing that I think recommends, is, or that um, helps earn it, its status my mind is a great movie, uh, is how earned everything is. The situation seems legitimately hopeless. The plan they come up with to fight their way out is a little bit silly, and benefits from a lot of luck, but is also some, also somehow you absolutely believe that they make it out mm-hmm. because the Nazis underestimate them, split up to go kind of fix everything else.
2: Never split up. Yep. Rule number one. Mm-hmm. And,
0: I mean, they made the key mistake. Oh, like what do you want to do, call for backup? They, they should have called for backup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's and it's it kind of reminds me of the kids' plan from it follows, except not quite as silly. But yeah, like everything, everything just feels really earned, and yep. I never felt cheated or like it took a like a Hollywood shortcut to something. Mm-hmm.
1: That really I, that's what I think made it. Just, it's I think it's as realistic as realistic horror gets. Um, right down to yeah, right down to the there's no way out, hopeless. You, I I initially assumed every single person was going to die, and that was just going to be the thing uh, or the point um but there's from, from that and that's the horror of it is is them being in that room for so long um just just the oh and those just the the, the those final seconds before he does like open the door like we're gonna throw the gun and i'm like no i'm like screaming <laughs> and like no we're not going to do this i'm like holding my breath um and and then then like you know like trying to find like a way out and like just like breaking up the walls and like find like like, like it was just very very like I think that they did everything that like a regular person would do in that situation except for maybe cut someone's open some- someone open with a box cutter to check if they were dead but I th- I thought that was that was almost uh, like hyper realistic to the point where I was just kind of after the movie I was like what would I do in that situation. What I, how much therapy would I need <laughs>
2: after that? I'm just curious as to, like, how they're going to explain that to the cops when they get yes! there. Like, at, least they have, at least they have a witness who can be like, yes, the heroin Nazis set all of this up, and these two were just defending themselves. Also, it was me, and I'd like to go to jail and not get murdered by my kind.
0: Also, there are a bunch of Nazis that got killed. So it's not like they'll have the sympathy vote.
1: <laughs> you, you know what part uh, in the in the movie I did not understand? Okay, so okay, so when when uh I can't and I can't think of his name right now. What was his name? Justin, big Justin, um or or the or no maybe, no the guy who killed. The Imogen Poots friend, he like says to maybe he worm. says the <laughs> worm. Maybe he's. I think he says to Anton like, oh, what was that song you guys played? Like, like I killed her during that one. But then like they find like the napkin that says like flick Fleisch like world or whatever, and, and then he's like they're like,
2: oh, that was their cue. And I was like, their cue to what? So that was the headliner set list that yeah. I never got to play. Oh, so he stabs her while that band was playing. She was going to leave during the next band during the specific song. Oh, because he found
1: out. Okay. Okay. So that I, that I still afford, like three or four times I still I still, <laughs> still like was like wait what okay.
2: It's okay. As we discovered before recording, I completely misinterpreted like an entire subplot of the <laughs> movie. So it's all good. <laughs> We won't get into it on air because we hashed it out. It's Fine, I was wrong.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this may be the only time I've ever admitted that on the podcast. So <laughs> we should probably just, like, save that. Yeah. This goes in
0: the Hall of Fame. <laughs> also, just the, the ending montage when you get the Mohawk kid vacuuming his room. Just Oh,
2: my God. I no idea what he's done.
0: Yeah. I, I'm such a sucker for that kind of bit in movies where you kind of just pan over how the rest of the world is, but not in, like, a romanticized way. It's just, like, here's how everything else is. God,
2: I can't believe that was literally completely Mohawk Dude's fault, now that I'm thinking about it. He fucked up the first show. He sent them to the Nazi show. Which, by the way, I just... Why would you ever send a band that you like to play with Nazis? Like, I just... I don't think that actually makes up for what happened at the diner. Like... No, um, no. And then he got all of them killed, so way to go dude now they're never going to have a seven inch
0: Yeah. <laughs> but they they have that interview
2: for all time
0: yep <laughs> don't even get good ratings on it though because it played before the news got out so oh it's almost like this all this violence was pointless and now there are a bunch of dead people and uh everything's awful so sad yep <laughs> right. at least Anton figured out his Desert island band though oh
2: but we'll never know
0: he could put it on their tombstones
2: oh <laughs> <laughs>
1: Spidered. I really, I really, <laughs> I really liked at the end um, when the when the dog is is like running like towards them and they don't. I think they, they don't have guns in their hands, so they just make the motion like they they in they syn- in sync instinct like what like synchronize like turn and like pretend to like shoot the dog. They have guns. Oh, they have guns. Oh, there's but it's not loaded. Either. Right. Okay. They like yeah. They and they just like sh- they pull the trigger and just like shoot at the dogs. Um, nothing's happening, just in this, like, slow, synchronized way. Like, they're just, like, so defeated. Like, I thought that was such a cool part.
0: And then the dog whimpers by his owner. Yeah. And then uh, who we're watching with, says, oh, that's touching. Kind of.
2: <laughs> Chekhov's <laughs>
0: dog. Chekhov's <laughs> dog. But, uh, yeah, anyone, any final points on Green Room? I think, uh, uh, I think we've kind of come to the end here. It's a real fantastic saying... movie that we just spoiled the fuck
2: out of, so yeah. I think... Maybe we should, before the episode starts, be like, hey, you should really watch this movie before you listen to this review because it's really better the less you know.
0: <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but I would say even if they made it through this and they didn't realize going in that we were going to spoil everything.
2: Which they should know by now. The podcast has been out for over a year.
0: And, uh, yes, yeah, the <laughs> podcast, the movie, you know, both. <laughs> but they should definitely, uh, watch it anyway.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: uh, Lauren, thanks for joining us to rave about Green Room.
1: I hope I hope my fangirling
2: was coherent. <laughs> it was beautiful. I okay. think
0: we were all just incredibly coherent and
2: fangirling.
0: It had, had a nice green tint to our eyes. Oh my god! We god. Oh. I guess that's okay. Green go. is
2: envy. That doesn't even make sense.
0: Jade, jewels. Oh my god! They're lovely <laughs> and green
2: Damn trees. It. Fired. Nature. Fired.
0: Nature. Dude, this is a movie. is all about nature. Fired. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back with more bonus episodes soon.
2: Yes. This has been <laughs> one of our bonus episodes. As you know, if you are at all interested in being on a bonus episode or a real episode, feel free to email us at ltrfipod at gmail.com. You can have fun, interactive, cool conversations with us on Twitter, which is also twitter.com slash ltrfipod. pod. And we are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all of your favorite Podcatcher apps, such as Stitcher, Podbay, Overcast, etc., etc. et cetera. Et cetera.
0: <laughs> all those other ones, too. All
2: there. of those things. <laughs> yes, thank you again, Lauren. You are wonderful.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure.
2: Thanks, Tyler. So. I guess. Just
0: kidding. Do you want all more puns? Right. I can come up with more puns. No, oh.
2: all right. Jurassic Park is a terrible movie and always will be. Or no, no, no. no. no.
0: Jurassic uh, World.
2: Uh, oh oh my god. Up. god. I extra my, fucked up. You know what we should be for
0: the bonus episodes of the Halloween thing. Jurassic is Park. Eli Roth. I'd rather not. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> Eli Roth. I'd rather not. Watch
0: Green Room, not Knock Knock. <laughs> A young pup who is homeward bound, blood in his teeth and a dream in his heart. Oh my god.